you're listening to Mysteries Beyond. What mysteries lie beyond the reach of our senses? And who are you in this vast multiverse? Hello and welcome to Mysteries Beyond. I'm your host, Laura Lavender. Because in the previous episode, we spoke about Metatron's cube, what has been on my mind lately is Saturn and the black cube. Saturn worship. Perhaps you've heard of this topic and how the black cube symbolism is used all over the world by Satanists and the elite. You'll hear that there are many black cube structures throughout the world. One of the most popular ones being in Saudi Arabia. In Mecca, they have the Kaaba temple. Kaaba being the Arabic word for cube. It's one of the five pillars in the Muslim religion. If you're a Muslim, you're supposed to make the effort to make that trip at least once in your life. And if you do a quick engine search and simply type in something like Kaaba in Mecca, you'll get many images of this black cube structure, but you'll also notice people surrounding this structure, which many say can also be symbolic of Saturn's rings. But I'm getting ahead of myself. But you can also look up the black cube structures in Australia, there's one in Denmark, in Manhattan, and Santa Ana, which seem to be the most prominent. But you see, with topics like these, at least for me, I'm not satisfied with people telling me that the black cube is a satanic symbol. Because, well, what is satanic? If you're assuming, and or if you're wanting me to assume, that it's the worship of Satan. Well, those of you who have listened to the show for a while, and I, know that Satan is just a title. And it basically means the adversary. But I am curious to know why the so-called elite are interested in it, and why there is so much symbology all throughout our world. And that is really what I want to explore with you guys in this episode. Alright, well, since ancient times, people would stargaze and they would notice planets. And they put two and two together and they realized that whenever specific planets were in a certain alignment, they noticed certain patterns within world events and also certain patterns within people, right? So they noticed maybe people acted more aggressive or people acted a little bit more emotional or perhaps there was more of a miscommunication within people. And because they had such a great influence on people and the world, they attributed these planets godly powers. So... Mars was known to the Greeks as Ares, the god of war, 
Venus was known as Aphrodite, the goddess of love, and Saturn was known as Kronos. He was associated with the qualities of the physical world, this material world, of restrictions, limitations, structure, tradition, time, and death. An interesting fact about Saturn is that he was once regarded by the ancients as the first sun, and was once celebrated as a god of light, abundance, of agriculture, and the harvest. Because he was the most active in the sky, he was regarded as a supreme god and creator. The ancients believed that Saturn was the one who was responsible for their golden age era. And so because he was the most active in the sky, astronomers believe that he had a greater influence upon all the movements of the celestial bodies within our solar system. And it is said that in the beginning, Saturn actually ejected filaments in all directions and our solar system became illuminated as if by hundreds of suns. Today, Saturn is known as the Greater Malefic. That's actually an astrology term that means it has a detrimental and, let's say, unfavorable effect. Esoterically, as we've said before, Saturn represents tradition, structure, discipline, restrictions, limitations, control, judgment, time, and death, and decay. And Saturn is also known by many other names, such as the first sun, the old sun, black sun, dark sun, dark lord, and lord of the rings. And he is also known as Father Time. And so he'll usually be depicted as an old man with a long white beard, in Greek mythology, he is known as Kronos, and he is usually depicted as an old man with a long white beard eating his children, which is an allegory for the passing of generations. And as far as symbology goes, you'll also see the hourglass that represents time. Your time is limited here in this physical world. And the sickle which goes back to the agriculture and the harvest. It's the passing of the seasons, harvesting the crops, death, and then you have the symbology of the Grim Reaper, which of course symbolizes that death comes for us all. And speaking of symbols, the two main symbols associated with Saturn are the hexagram, and or the Star of David. And this is because if you were to pull up the image of the planet Saturn, you'll notice that at its North Pole, there is a hexagram shape that is being formed on the planet. This is most likely due to the frequencies that the planet itself is emitting. And there have actually been studies done with sand and water where if you play a specific frequency, the water and or sand begin to form geometrical shapes. 
the Star of David is associated with this planet because within the six-pointed star, you get a hexagram shape in the center of it. And this is where we begin to see number symbology also come into play, right? It's a six-pointed star. But Saturn is also the sixth planet from the sun. And I hope we all know by now that Saturday is named Saturday because it's Saturn's day. It's the sixth day of the week, if you consider Monday the first day. And as far as elements, earth, the physical, the material, carbon, which is a major element found on earth and within us. Without carbon, life on earth wouldn't exist, right? Well, carbon is composed of six protons, six neutrons, and six electrons. Six, six, six. Fascinating, right? Another reason why Saturn is associated to Satanism. Alright, so we just went over most of the symbology behind Saturn, but I would like to go back to why Saturn worship even exists. So, very briefly, in ancient Roman times, there was a festival known as Saturnalia. Originally, it was celebrated on December 17th, but later they extended it to seven days, ending the festival on December 25th. And it was done to celebrate the sun. It was a traditional time of rebirth and renewal. However, during this festival, the courts in Rome were closed, and that meant any and all crimes were allowed. It was a time for orgies, a time to feast and drink and be merry, and everyone was allowed to participate, even children. It was a time to invert things, and Rome's order would be turned upside down. In fact, slaves were given temporary freedom to say and do whatever they'd like. So, for one day, slaves and their masters would reverse the roles. It had a sort of trickster energy feel to the festival. It was the Festival of Fools, beginning on December 17th through the 24th and ending the festival with the exchanging of gifts on the 25th. Sound familiar? Yeah, that's because Christmas is the modern version of Saturnalia. So there is no denying that we have actively been engaging in practices that are exclusively giving energy to Saturn. Now keep in mind that Saturn has been called the Black Cube for thousands of years, and that our ancestors spoke in symbols. And this is because language is very limited, and when we attempt to translate it, it changes. Symbols and math don't do that. Now, this is where it starts to get dark. We don't learn without suffering. And so 
Saturn is a great teacher through suffering. He represents all of those harsh lessons that we have to go through. He is that necessary greater malefic. He provides us with that tough love that we need. To live in this physical world and in this physical body, we are subject to desires. We are subject to pain. It is painful to live in this physical reality. And so, whereas a circle and or a sphere represents the divine infinity, a cube represents our limitations, our limitations of the human body. And so, whereas the moon can influence the ocean tides and influence us and our emotions, Saturn, Saturn can constrict us, can restrict us to our five senses. I mean, seriously think about it. Consider this. We are only able to hear between a certain hertz range and we are only able to see 1% of the light spectrum. With that being said, it really makes me wonder, because we're spiritual beings, in order to make our souls learn and evolve, maybe we have to have this physical human experience. We have to have these physical bodies that are subject to pain in order to overcome lessons that we as spirits can't learn because, well, obviously spirits don't need food and water. And in order to teach our souls what empathy and limitations are, we have to have this human experience. Also, Saturn takes about 28 to 30 years to complete a solar cycle, a solar return. And Saturn is associated with wisdom, which of course we all acquire as we grow with age. And therefore, its cycle is very important because it reflects our development right? That's why we call it a Saturn's return. That's why when a person is between the ages of 28 to 30 or 58 to 60, it's typically not a pleasant time in their life because it's Saturn, it's father time coming back into their lives to kind of do a sort of checkup on them. It's a reminder that your time is limited here on this earth. And in a way, it's sort of like it's asking you, what have you done with your time here on earth? What have you done with your life? And every seven years, Saturn completes one quarter of its cycle. It's like a mini reminder 
before the major reminder. But with it, we are also set to move into a new stage of awareness. There is some wisdom we have gained. So Saturn is that necessary tough love that we all experience at one point or another. I sincerely hope that you guys find this episode as fascinating as I do, and that I may have helped you guys learn a thing or two. But remember, if you guys have any questions, or if there's any feedback, or if there's simply anything that you just feel like sharing with me, you can reach me at lauralavender.mb at gmail.com. And or you can friend me on Instagram at lauralavender.mb and or on TikTok, same handle, lauralavender.mb. Also, don't forget to check out the website at www.mysteriesbeyond.com. And thank you guys for supporting the podcast by listening to Mysteries Beyond. I'm your host, Laura Lavender, and I'll see you guys next episode.